Let's embark on an exciting new journey. Get inspired to explore the shallows and the depths with her ocean story. Mahalo for listening from one ocean lover to another. I'm your host, Jennifer Marie, and I'm ready to have some fun on this party wave together. Aloha, ocean explorers. Before diving deep into episode number nine, I would like to take a quick moment to say mahalo. Thank you for those who have left a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps with her ocean story keep growing. I tremendously appreciate the time you guys have taken to do that. If you have a moment after listening to today's episode, please leave a review and let me know what you love the most about her ocean story. And if you know of anybody who would love to be on the podcast, please have them reach out to me via email at heroceanstory at gmail.com. I'm excited to introduce my guest today, Kiane, a freediver from Waianae, Hawaii. Kiane began her freediving journey in June 2022, inspired by her friend's encounter with a tiger shark while freediving. She obtained her FII Level 1 freediver certification in October of 2022 and then underwent bariatric surgery just two months later. Kiani's story is one of perseverance and determination. She started her freediving journey weighing 326 pounds and has since lost 160 pounds. Her hard work and dedication have allowed her to reach depths of 73 feet in her freediving endeavors. In this episode, we'll be discussing the freediving community, overcoming anxieties related to weight and freediving, encounters with marine life, and a little bit of everything else in between. Kiani's story is inspiring and illustrates the power of hard work and determination. I'm honored to have her on Her Ocean Story, and I'm sure you'll find her insights valuable and motivating. Hey, Kiane, how are you? I'm well. How are you today? Good, good. Thank you for being a part of Her Ocean Story. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for the invitation. So let's get ready to dive deep here into your story. Let's uh, (laughs) <laughs> yes, literally. <laughs> How did your love for the ocean begin? When did it start? I know you're in the island of paradise, ultimate Oahu. Mm-hmm. Well, like any born and raised Hawaiian child, you know, our ocean is definitely our second home and our playground. So my love for the ocean has always been there as a child. And no matter what, it's someplace that I consistently can go back to. So my love for that place is definitely there. And becoming a free diver has definitely added another layer to that love that I have for it. And what piqued your interest? Why, why did you start, you know, with free diving versus scuba diving or, I don't know, something else? So my best friend took me on a shark dive. And that inspired me to the core. I got to see her free dive down about, I would say, 20 feet with one of the sharks. And I got to witness. I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I wish I could do that. At the time, I was at my heaviest, which was 326 pounds. And my entire life, I was, you know, a thick little chunky girl. So... My nickname growing up, my according to my family, was buoy butt. My butt and my legs would get stuck in the air. No. So I would have a hard time learning to dive. I didn't have any sense of control of my buoyancy. So after that, it actually inspired her to teach me how to become a freediver. So she set it upon herself and bought me my 
level one class. She bought Aww. all here and we had customized my, um, my wetsuit as well, because at my size during that time, there was no wetsuit that I could buy, um, in order to enjoy the sport. Got it. When did you start? Was this, uh, when you started free diving, how long ago was that? So I started, I would say in June of 2022. And then I got certified with my level, my SII level one in October 31st of 2022. So I just made a little over a year since I've had my level one certification. Nice. Love it. And what were Mm -hmm. you, I guess, most afraid of or nervous about besides, you know, your weight? Like what kind of concerns did you have in regards to that? My biggest concern had been my weight at the time because I felt like it was impossible that someone at my size could even be a free diver. And my friend sent me to um, a very well-known free diver down here in the islands named Daniel Caval. And he is a national champion record holder as well. And he had told her, he's like, no, I've trained women her size, if not somewhat bigger, that they can do it. And I looked at her, I was like, are you sure? Because the way I see it portrayed in social media, I've never seen anyone my size or thicker in the freediving world. Yeah. And she, well, that's because, of course, social media is playing a big portion of this. And if you don't see what you want to see, you have to create the space that exactly. will, you know, eventually have exactly what you're looking for and you want that representation. So, and so your best friend was the one who encouraged you to try, who got you the yeah. class. She was the one who was free diving with the sharks. What kind of sharks were they? Um, I believe most of the time for us, we have the Galapagos that always hang around over here. So that was always nice. Uh, oh, that's beautiful. I didn't know they would go all the way to Hawaii. I actually did do a, did a scuba diving in the Galapagos back in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I saw the Galapagos sharks over there and other types of sharks that they had. It was gorgeous. Yeah, that's it. I think we always see are the Galapagos and the sandbar sharks, I believe. Can't remember. And then, of course, during October to November is tiger season here in Hawaii. I have yet to be able to have that privilege just yet. So I'm hoping so next time, next time, next year. From you said from October to November? Yes, that's the pupping season. That's why I believe down here. Oh, okay. That's such a short window. Mm-hmm. Oh, but at least, you know, at least. You guys have it. We have a short window too. I mean, our window is sporadic. I feel like it's always changing, sadly, because you know, of climate change, the temperature of the water changes. You mm-hmm. know, so their patterns can change. You just never know. But we did we got to we had tiger sharks here in Florida and I've seen them scuba diving a few times in Jupiter. Absolutely love it. I am so jealous. I definitely want to see a tiger that's on my my bucket list of the number one sharks I need to see. Yes, yes. Then I, I saw a thresher shark for the first time in Egypt. It was kind of far. It was in the Red Sea. And oh. now I just desperately want to see more. They're like the cutest things ever. It's like a puppy, like the long little oh. tail just swinging around. And I'm like, oh, that's such a cute shark. <laughs> okay, that is my number two shark that I want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and... So how how did the coaches help you get over that anxiety or fear that you have of your weight, like affecting your free diving? So Daniel pretty much had told me, he's like, your weight has nothing to do with it. He's like, what is the most important is us learning what, how much weight we need to add to your, 
your belt so you can control your buoyancy. And of course, it's all about technique too, which I sometimes still to this very day struggle with. I don't have those beautiful um, open hip free divers um, kicks that I wish I had, but I still have a little bit of this bicycle kick happening here and there. So I'm still trying to correct that as like getting out of that stage. So for him, he really eased my mind about the weight part and was more concerned about making sure I had the proper entry techniques to get to okay. pull myself down and then making sure I had the right amount of weight I needed around my belt in order for me to get down in the freediving um, classes. Awesome. So it's okay. a knowledge and making sure you're well educated so you know that you can still participate in a sport and that really your size doesn't matter. The only like real health clearance they really want to make sure for you in particular is to make sure that there's nothing wrong with your your ears because that is extremely important that we know how to clear them as we're going down deeper and deeper and deeper. Exactly. For sure. So yeah, same as scuba diving, you know, the ears are very important as well, equalizing when you're going down. And then <clears> as you're coming back up, can you, I don't, I haven't really done a lot of free diving. I, it's something that I want to get more into, but because I like to scuba dive so much and I just like to be down and just hang out and not have to worry about coming back up for air. <laughs> I'm a little spoiled in that sense. But do you, can you ascend quickly? Like if you feel like, oh shoot, I'm about to run out of breath. I need to go up quickly. Or should you go up slowly? Kind of the same way you're scuba diving. Um, for me, I have a tendency to ease my way up. I try never to shoot myself straight up because I don't want to get myself um, lightheaded or even give myself a shallow water blackout. Okay. So that part's very important. And I'll take your time going back up and really trusting your body and listening to it on like um, what your level of comfort is. Because it was really funny. My, I remember um on line diving day my instructor looked at me he's like you're having a hard time what's going on and i'm like i think i'm having some type of anxiety or panic cuz i'm like i don't feel like i have enough air he's like what was your breath hold your stagnant breath hold yesterday i was like you guys clocked me at 2 minutes and 30 seconds he's like well remember it's literally 30 seconds to get down to 66 feet and then 30 seconds to get back up so he's like you have more than enough air in your system Trust your body. It knows exactly what it's doing. Just relax as you descend and relax on your ascend as well and enjoy the, the show coming back up. Exactly. And so how long did it take you to get from, to get to 60? Or what's your deepest and how long, I guess, did it take you to get there? Like okay. how much practice? At my class, I didn't make it to 66 feet at the time. I only made it down to 50, which was... Perfect. I was like, okay, I was really right there. And of course, I had this moment underwater where I panicked and I was like, okay, I'm going back up. <laughs> but nonetheless, I'm glad I passed because I did demonstrate all the other techniques that I needed to pass the class. It's not just about hitting depth. But my personal best so far has been getting down to 73 feet. And it only took me 59 seconds to go down and come back up. Oh, wow. That's that's my and then blowing. my longest breath kind of relaxing on the line was about a minute and thirty seconds. Okay. And at what so, depth were you? No, you're that sounds great. That's amazing. I I 
when I try to hold my breath, I might last like about a minute, but that's like at the surface, just like, you know, trying to hold my breath right there at the surface, just like <laughs> sitting, not moving, not doing anything. So I know as you're free diving and you're moving, you kind of probably, it'll be a little bit less. But yeah, no, with practice, you know, get better little by little. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, you do. Your body does consume a little bit more oxygen the more you put your finning and all that stuff. That's for sure. So for free diving, what I love, what I know for me, I need to practice more with is always relaxing and having a really clear, level headed mind and just enjoying as I go down. Because I realized the moment I can relax and kind of just let my body feel very loose, those were always when I had my personal best. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like when you just kind of let it be, it's, I guess in the same way for me and in, in scuba diving, when I'm down there and I just focus on my breathing, taking, sh you know, very deep, you know, soft, long breaths. And it's kind of like a meditation, you know, it gets quiet and I can just focus on what I see and just enjoy it and relax. It's, you know, you, you use your air consumption better of the tank and everything. So it all just kind of flows. Versus if you stay with anxiety and you're worried about, you know, how much air you have left or how you're kicking or how you're moving or if you're cold or this or that, then you're going to consume more air and mm -hmm. be down at the bottom longer. I mean, shorter. I'm out of time. So. Mm -hmm. Ooh. And what do you, what's your favorite part, I guess, about free diving, like your favorite aspect of it? Hmm. I think my favorite part for free diving in particular is once I hit the sand. For some odd reason, I really like when I hit the sandy bottom and then I turn around and I get to look up and I see the surf the surface and I'm like, wow, this is such a pretty view. Like, don't get me wrong, I love my wildlife too. But the moment where I can just sit at the bottom on the sand and look up and I'm like, oh, this is where I feel at most like peace and just the amount of quiet that happens around so I can really just focus in on myself. And just kind of let anything that's bothering me just go out the window. Because when I'm underwater, there's nothing better than just seeing the nice deep blue. Yes. I know. that's oh, That sounds so cool, though, going down and touching the bottom. I never thought about that when I'm scuba diving. Because you're thinking, you know, you want to stay at a buoyant vertical, you know, swimming position. You don't want to touch the bottom so you don't, like bring up silt, you know, sand and destroy visibility. But the way you said it just sounded so amazing. Like, oh, when you get down and touch the bottom and you look back up and I don't know, I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's a little bit from when I was a child because, you know, my nickname was Bowie Butt and I could never get down to touch <laughs> the sand everybody else. So even more so, it's special to me because I'm like, ha, I can do it. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love the goal. I love the mission. It sounds awesome. <laughs> and what do you love about the freediving community? It's so funny because it's eclectic. There's so many people that are doing it, but for different reasons. Some of them are really hardcore on like doing line training, practicing to get to deeper depths and just, you know, trying to get to that point of being like, I'm going to go down to like 100 feet. I want to be able to get down to 150 or 200 or 300. So I really like admire the freedivers who practice for depth. And then I love the ones that are just doing it for um, while seeing the wildlife, being able to see them, be swim alongside them, 
instead of I feel like sometimes with um all the other gear, I feel like that might scare some of the wildlife away when they see us yeah. see the diver tanks and all that. I don't know if that kind of freaks them out or anything. But to be able to just be almost natural like them breathing underwater mm-hmm. is just holding our breath. But to be alongside them at some point and sharing that space with them feels great. And there are people, there are free divers like that too. Exactly. So I feel like a little different. But one thing we all come back to is that the ocean is our our safe space, our second home. And it's the one place where we can all, I guess, connect to. Exactly. That's one of the things I love the most about the ocean community, whether I'm with a group of surfers or a group of scuba divers or a group of sailors, the ocean just connects us all. It's it's so beautiful. I love the community. I love our passion and excitement for it. The way when we all talk about the ocean, it just lights us up and there's just nothing else like it. I think it's pretty exciting, a special community to be a part of. Yeah, that's for sure. I honestly feel the ocean is the most universal thing for us because it's what connects all of us, no matter what what part of the, the world we're in. Definitely, definitely. And what's your favorite marine life to interact with? I know we, we, when you were just mentioning now about the scuba divers and the bubbles, it's funny how some animals don't like it. I know they shy away from it. They're not into bubbles from scuba divers, but then some animals love it. Uh, mm-hmm. there's a, in Socorro by Mexico, um, there's these islands off the coast of Mexico that is known for, for the, the manta, giant manta rays. They love to interact with the divers and they like to interact with the bubbles. And it's pretty beautiful. I've seen videos of giant mantas like swimming, doing circles above the bubbles of the divers because they love, oh, I guess, my- the feeling. <laughs> so that's like on my number one on my bucket list. Like Socorro is a place I have to go to. Like next year like i have to <laughs> it's so is mantas are definitely on my list of um marine life that i want to see because i always think of them as the original mermaids for some odd reason in my head yes um but for me i think my favorite marine life that i always see here at least in hawaii are two i enjoy watching the monk seals oh. they are the sneakiest and cheekiest creatures that will pop up, at least at my favorite dive place, um, because they have gotten used to checking out the divers' floats for fish <laughs> and got sm- <laughs> and just taking the catch instead of having to do the work for themselves. That's funny. So, um, show up when when we have our floats out because they'll go ahead and take a look and then they'll play around with the the line at the bottom too, for some reason. So it's fun to watch. Um, I know most people get a little freaked out because they can get a little aggressive, but nonetheless, I, when I see them, I'm like, oh, you guys are just so cute. Of course, <laughs> we, I will keep my distance for them because they are an endangered species. Um, I have great luck for some odd reason with our turtles here that's a great luck to have (laughs) (laughs) somehow every dive i will always see a big green sea turtle and when i surface and they'll come and surface at the same time and i'll always be at eye level with them for quite a while and it's just us 
to swimming right next to each other side by side and just kind of being enraptured with them. And I just love watching them when they swim back down to go hide and go rest for a little while. But I love watching them in particular. They're just so graceful and watching them move down. I also like watching the juveniles because they're a little sassy too sometimes. But with fun, I've seen them get a little aggro with divers before where it looks like sometimes they want to karate chop you with their fin. No, I've never heard of that. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I, if I can find the video of the, the juvenile, my, I think it was what my friend Nick has it, where the turtle kind of tries to karate chop him, even though he's still far away from him. It was That's funny. <laughs> the turtles I see here, they're usually like just chilling on a reef somewhere. I mean, when I get, once again, I am in the scuba diving equipment, so they either want to swim away once they see too many bubbles or too many divers. The sad part is, I know I was really guilty of it in the beginning, but when I was first starting to dive and I would see, you know, a turtle or a, a, an eagle ray or just something really exciting, I would like chase after it just because, you know, the excitement, you know, I want to <laughs> see it and get close. I want a video, all the things. And then I, you know, realized over time, wait a minute, Jennifer, they're, you're scaring them off. Like you have to, you know, just approach gentle and not chase after them because they're going to think I'm a predator. and just swim off so mm -hmm. it you know it took it was a you know a learning process <laughs> right another beautiful thing <laughs> of the ocean so many things that it teaches you but uh but usually that was, it was so i usually when we see them here they're just chilling on a reef and i love that and i'll try to just chill on the reef and just look at them from a good distance and mm -hmm. admire their beauty yeah well but Another one of my favorite things with them in particular, too, is they are very curious about dive buoys, too. So they'll come up and you're just like, OK, I have to give you a, a, mouse, a, a nice amount of space, but <laughs> I'm still going to be curious. And I'm like, I want to make sure you don't get caught in the line or any of the things that we have attached to the buoy. So I have to make sure you're OK. Yeah. What's your bucket list? for places that you would like to go free diving. I know you're in Hawaii and it's already probably the, one of the best, it's the best place probably to <laughs> free dive and learn and interact with wildlife. But what's on your bucket list to, to go to internationally or in other countries? Um, well, I definitely, one of my top destinations is actually Florida. I definitely want to do the springs there and see the manatees there if I can. That's on my goal this, um, for this upcoming year. Um, my other place definitely is the Amalfi Coast. I wanted to dive there as well. And I would love to go to like Tahiti or Tonga and yes. over there. And my last one would be definitely the Great Barrier Reef at one point. Yes, yes. That was actually the Great Barrier Reef was my first diving experience. I did like a discover scuba and oh. learned like the basics with an instructor mm -hmm. and then an instructor took us out like 40 feet I think was the deepest I could go since I wasn't certified it was just a discover scuba experience and it was there in the mm -hmm. Great Beer Reef oh my it spoiled me so much because it was the first dive ever and one of the best reefs ever I was like man I'm not gonna be able to like top this for a minute <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean but I it was beautiful I think Tahiti might definitely be able to give some competition but yeah some it definitely Definitely could, for sure. 
No, and Tonga with the humpback whales. That's mm-hmm. another top one. The other place that I think is on that I would love to be able to free dive one day would be Papahanaumoku, which is a marine sanctuary protected area in the northern part of the Hawaiian Isles. Um, nice. I was, t- my uncle was able to scuba over there one time and he told me, he was like, it's so beautiful. He's like, that's what a reef is supposed to look like. And I'm like, mm, I want to see that. <laughs> Maybe we and can plan a girl's life- trip. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yes. And what I guess are some words of encouragement that you have for people who want to start free diving and who are nervous or shy about it, um, whether it be because of their weight or just inexperience, um, or they don't think they uh, you know they hold their breath that long. I mean, first thing I always recommend is safety. So finding an instructor near you is always the best thing to do first and foremost, only because you want to practice everything safely. And then second off is finding someone you're going to click with or joining a community that already is the, um, has already been established. Um, there's a wonderful woman here named Elaine Hicks, who is goes by the underwater therapist here. And she's Ooh. actually created the monthly meetup that allows beginners, um, people that have their level one, or some people that have um, higher levels of certification, all congregate together. We all dive together so we all can practice safely. And then we are able to help the ones that are trying to figure out if this is something for them. And then we all give like tips and tricks together. So finding a community that where you live, I think is always the best way to go first before you start making those things investments into your equipment. Yes, I totally agree. That sounds beautiful. Oh, I love it. A monthly meetup. I need to find one here too or create one. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. Oh, but Kiana, that was pretty much it. That was um the majority of those all my questions. Thank you so much for being a part of her ocean story. I love your story. And a big mahalo to our listeners for tuning in to episode number nine of Her Ocean Story. I hope Kiane's inspirational story has encouraged you to chase your own water sport dreams, regardless of your fitness level or perceived limitations. With hard work, determination, and the right support, anything is possible. Don't let your fears hold you back. Share your own water sport experiences on our Instagram page as well. You can follow us on Instagram through Her Ocean Story. You never know if your story might inspire someone else who needs to take the plunge. So in the spirit of Kiane's story, don't hesitate any longer. Get out there and try out that water sport you've always wanted to try, whether it's free diving, scuba diving, surfing, you name it. Life is too short not to pursue your passions, so make the most of it. Until next time, have some fun on the water, and we'll see you then. Aloha!